welcome back to another spooky episode of Honest. <laughs> I think we're dying. Like, real quick. A podcast with again. Zoe and Logan. <laughs> and that was Logan. And that was Zoe. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are they? you? I'm also good. Fantastic. Wow. We are so My professional. These feel very moist. Right? And soft. Yeah, I feel like the makeup waves kind of leave like a residue. It's a little like oily, but not. It's like not like in a bad way, no. I don't feel like. But I mean, like there is a residue for sure. <laughs> for sure there's a residue. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Welcome back to Honestly, a residue. We talk a lot about residue on this podcast. It's our number one topic, baby. Baby. Um, it is week two of our Halloween spooktacular. Welcome back. <laughs> How many times have we said welcome in this episode? I just want everyone to fear fear <laughs> fear the walking podcast. That's what I just want you to fear. Um, it's episode two. We're doing conspiracy theories. Yes, ma'am. Time to get spooky. We're gonna get spooky. We're gonna get conspiratory. <laughs> Illuminati. 666. Six, six. Illuminati. <laughs> Obama is a lizard. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's that one picture. <laughs> that one picture where he looks kind of like a lizard. You know? It means a lot. <laughs> that really one does. picture holds a lot of weight. Um, okay, we both have some conspiracy theories that we are going to delve into on today's episode. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? Let's do, I'm do a back and forth. I think a back and forth <laughs> makes the most sense. Okay. I was just wondering if you wanted to start off the back and forth. I, I guess I'll get into it. Go for it. Let's do it. Okay, my first conspiracy theory is about Denver International Airport. Ooh, spooky. The spookiest. Okay. When Denver International Airport opened on February 28, 1995. Oh my god, a year after we were born. I know. We're also a conspiracy. <laughs> we'll get to that. One of them is somehow involved. Like, then, <laughs> construction had fallen 16 months behind schedule and $2 billion over budget. Wait, what's 16 months from the day it was open? What's Are you asking me to do quick when math? When did it open? In this economy, February 28th, 1995. Oh, no, never mind. I was like, what if 16 months was the, the our birthday? We don't have the same birthday. We're twins. Oh, my God. That's your birthday? That's, that's my, my birthday. birthday. We're twins. I'm sorry. Continue your story. <laughs> the final cost of the airport was around $4.8 billion. The airport itself is 35,000 acres, which is almost twice as large as the next biggest U.S. airport and twice the size of Manhattan. That was really useful information because, like, I have no sense of, like, how big airports are. Right? I was so, like, I appreciate that detail. I would have just been sitting here thinking, like, is that big for an airport? Is that small for an airport? Like, is that compared average? to Manhattan. <laughs> I, specifically compared to Manhatten, I'd love to That's know. That's why I measure things. Yeah. I'm like, but, okay, but, like, on a scale of, like, you to Manhattan. It's like, I'm it? smaller than Manhattan. Smaller than a Manhattan. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, people don't understand why Denver Airport was built in the first place since there's a fully functioning one closer to downtown. Um, weird incidents and art have led people to develop weird conspiracy theories surrounding the airport. The main theory is that the Denver International Airport is headquarters or a compound used by the Illuminati, New World Order, Neo-Nazis, or Reptoids. Reptoids. Now, I've broken each of those things down. Fantastic. Except neo-Nazis, because I think we all know what those are, unfortunately. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Illuminati are an ancient, disbanded organization that people claim to be behind an ongoing conspiracy. People believe the Illuminati are a secret organization of the most powerful and influential elite in the world. They go back for centuries and maintain the same bloodlines and consist of international bankers, top government officials, leaders in energy and media, and also have control of things like the UN. So they're just really 
all experiments. <laughs> You know, so they have like, everything. The Illuminati is like its own conspiracy in itself. Yeah. Do you believe in the Illuminati? I feel like, of course, there's people who are like heads of things and are like corrupt. Like, I don't think that's like a conspiracy. No, that's <laughs> like, just, I like, think like, that's life. just unfortunately how things work, but it's fine. Do you believe? No, I think it's stupid. <laughs> They're going to come and get me now that I said that. Yeah. I'm sorry. People believe the ultimate goal of the Illuminati is for a one world government, which they will control. Also a one world currency, and they want control and ownership of all land, property, resources, and people. Okay. That's the Illuminati. Fair. Um, New World Order. Oh, yeah. I don't know who they are. Um, is a really vague conspiracy theory which claims that some powerful group is either secretly running the world or on the verge of gaining control of the world. Okay. A little unsure. And that when they do, it will be the end times. So you watch end out. End times, baby. Okay. Reptoids. Moving on to reptoids, everyone. Um, David Icke. Ick, don't know how to say his last name, didn't investigate because he kind of sounds like a lunatic. Cool. But um, he wrote a book in 1999 called The Biggest Secret <laughs> and referenced the existence of interdimensional shape-shifting lizard people from a rift in the space-time continuum, referred to as reptilians or reptoids. Mm. He claimed that they have interbred with humans throughout history. The evidence of reptoids are pictures of world leaders and celebrities with enlarged pupils, or red eye, which supposedly signifies that the reptoids have momentarily lapsed in their shape-shifting. So you know how people never get red eye in pictures? Uh Except if they're reptoids. Sure. Yeah, that's normal. Doesn't that mean, like, everyone in the 90s was a reptoid? Because, like, red eye wasn't a thing that you could get rid of? Yeah. Everyone in the 90s was a reptoid. <laughs> it's true. Um, theories suggest the $2 billion the airport went over budget went into building the Illuminati's headquarters beneath the airport. Apparently, when the airport was first built, it somehow screwed up the first five buildings. And instead of removing them, they just put them underground. Like, that's a real, that's a real thing. That actually, like, that's, that's not a conspiracy That's not theory. a conspiracy. Like, they messed up the first five buildings and were like, oh, what, I guess bury them. So they're like, <laughs> there's buried five buildings, perfect Illuminati headquarters. I love that. That's me when I make a mistake also. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's probably, like, an easier way of dealing with this. But, like, let's just, just bury it underneath the new problem. Cover it up. Just, like, bury it so it's, deep down inside of me. It's not important, you know? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> the airport was dedicated on March 19th, 1994. And a capstone was placed inside the airport to memorialize it. This dedication stone displays the Masonic symbol of a compass with a capital G inside. Oh my god. Underneath the symbol, the New World Airport Commission is credited with helping fund and build the airport. <gasps> the New World yeah. Airport, right? Oh my god. Right? New World Order. <gasps> airport officials have said that it was a commission for the New World Airport, but the wording calls to mind the New World Order conspiracy because yes. they're like it's a new international airport, no. so they're saying like New World Airport, <laughs> but like that's not people talk. No, but, like fair enough. I go off, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite points that conspiracy theorists make because it's like um, they pointed out that if you add up the numbers in the airport's dedication date, you get thirty-three, which is reportedly the highest level of Freemasonry. The best part is that only adds up if you remove March from the numbers. Like, it doesn't add up to 33. It's like you have to, like, subtract something. The like main... You have to do some bed mass. It's fine. You gotta. There you are gotta. some brackets and exponents it's in there. It's just, like, it only works. It doesn't add up to 33 unless you take it. But fair, go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... An aerial view of the runways at Denver International Airport show that they resemble the shape of a swastika. Oh. Yeah, I'll show you a picture in a second. That's problematic. An airport representative said that the runways are designed that way so that they can be used simultaneously no matter the weather condition. Since none of the runways overlap, she told the UK's The Telegraph, we think the shape looks like a pinwheel. It doesn't. (laughs) It looks like a swastika. There you go. Oh, that is definitely, like, swastika adjacent. <laughs> like, that's, 
There's no way that's not a swastika. I like, mean, it's like, it definitely looks like that. Do I think they intentionally made it a swastika? Absolutely. Yes. Because it was created for neo-Nazis. <laughs> and reptoids. Classic neo-Nazi. You know? Like, neo-Nazis, reptoids. Yeah. Together. Just forever. The OTP okay. to end all OTPs. Now, here's all the weird stuff that's going on in... That was, like, the background. Right. Love it. Conspiracy. And now it's weird things. Cool. The Denver International Airport contains art that includes Freemason plaques, gargoyles that surround the baggage claim, murals of a devil jumping out of a suitcase, a statue of Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god of death, children in front of a burning building, and kids gathered around a knife. That is some dark imagery for an airport. And that's just, that's just some. That's like just the highlights. That's just like, just briefly, some of the stuff that's going on. I just love the idea of getting off a plane and going to pick up your bag and being surrounded by gargoyles. I just, I love the idea of somebody who's like deathly afraid of flying and like they're taking their first flight out of Denver International Airport and they're like, no, everything's going to be okay. Like they're trying to talk themselves down. They're like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And they're just walking through the airport seeing imagery after imagery of death. Children, no, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Anubis, no, everything's gonna be okay. Children that is not a bad a omen. Thing? No, that's fine. That's and, normal. Sorry. I feel safe. And like that's all still there. Yeah. Like post 9 11, oh, like yes. they're still kicking that's it with all... like the death imagery. Apparently, I think the one with the burning building has been taken out. And I think there's like two murals that have been like repainted because uh-huh. they're like, maybe this is making people uncomfy. Maybe in poor taste. Um, okay, then there's this guy. Uh-huh. Um, there's a 32 foot tall, 9,000 pound, anatomically correct statue of a giant horse yes. with fiery glowing eyes. Its eyes glow red at all hours of the day and night causing some to speculate that the statue is meant to represent the fourth horseman of the apocalypse from the biblical book of Revelations. The fourth horseman specifically represents death. This statue, called Blue Mustang, people have nicknamed it Blucifer, which makes me happy. Blucifer. Um, killed its sculptor, um, Louise Lewis Jimenez? Jimenez. I don't know. Sorry, was their name Louise Lewis? Or are you no, just not sure how to pronounce no. it? <laughs> it's like Louis Jimenez. Okay, I thought it was like Louise Louis Jimenez, and I was like, um. <laughs> no, I just name. can't read. No, fair. In 2016, it fell on him and severed an artery. Oh. There is also a mural called In Peace and Harmony with Nature and the Children of the World Dream of Peace. In these murals, there are symbols that conspiracy theorists refer to as alien languages. <laughs> now, this is a lot of this conspiracy is just me reading things that debunk it immediately, but it makes me happy. Sure. Um, <laughs> the supposed weird alien languages are Navajo terms oh boy. for areas in Colorado. <laughs> the only exceptions are the two words... Broxma and Villarreal, which are the names of the artist, <laughs> Carolyn Broxma and Mark Villarreal. <laughs> just like, oh, alien languages. It's like, no. It's just a language you're not familiar with. And also people's names. That's like me looking at French and being like, mm, seems alien to me. Like, no, just because you don't know it doesn't mean it's not real. I think it, that's exactly what it means. Well, I mean, like, listen, if this airport was created for neo-Nazis, <laughs> then this all makes sense. Okay. In t- 2007, people claim, just claim, okay, sure. that 14 commercial aircraft spontaneously shattered windshields as the presumed result of electromagnetic pulses. Sounds fake. Yeah, there's literally no proof of that happening. People just were like, yeah, 14 windshields on planes exploded all at once. Hmm. Um, with all these theories, people still have never successfully addressed the question that if the airport has spent decades and billions of dollars hiding a secret, global plots and infrastructure, why would they jeopardize that work by putting so many obvious clues in plain sight? <laughs> 
The CEO of the airport, Kim Day, really embraces all the conspiracy theories and has leaned into them by having a sort of, like, pop-up museum exhibit uh, in the airport funny. that has all the theories and the evidence and where you can, like, find it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, they also have an occasional screening of the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> the senior public information officer of the airport said, No matter what you do, you lose. You show people the tunnel and explain the symbols, you lose. You clam up and deny it, you lose. So that's why we've started to have fun with these, because people are going to believe what they believe, regardless of hard evidence. True that. Um, also, we were, like, the um, shout-out in an episode of That's So Weird. That's weird. That's so weird. Why did I add so? Where they <laughs> talked about the Denver airport. So they have more information than I do, but fun. Check them out. I'll put it in the show notes. I love that so much. I think we need to take a trip to Denver. We to do. Go to the airport. I just want to see Lucifer. I want to see Lucifer too. Maybe he'll fall on us. Oh, we can only hope. That was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. Um, okay, my first conspiracy theory is about the Titanic. Yes. Um, and I am, for those of you that may not know, if you weren't here uh, this time last year when I spent an entire episode talking about my trip to the Titanic Museum when I was in Las <laughs> Vegas, um, I am obsessed with the Titanic. She is. It's one of my favorite movies. I also find the whole historical event extremely fascinating. So when I was looking up conspiracy theories, I found this one, which I'd never heard of before. Involving my favorite cruise liner, <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> my favorite cruise liner. Okay. We all so, have our favorite I mean, we all have our faves, right? Mine's Titanic. <laughs> What's yours? Same. <laughs> also you can't Titanic. take mine. <laughs> what a copycat. So this is, um, uh, I don't want to give, well, no. It's okay. So some background with Titanic. Um... Wait, hold on. Before we get, before we jump in, I need to cut you off immediately. Absolutely. Remember when we were walking to a restaurant that has since burned down, (laughs) rip in pieces. Um, we were walking and there was like a couple behind us Mm -hmm. and they were talking and all we hear is a woman's voice go, I haven't like seen Titanic, but like I know how it ends. So just take that, take that (laughs) I feel like that was such an important point to bring up, and I really appreciate you telling yeah, that story. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Titanic, <laughs> but I know how it ends. Maybe, perhaps, because it's based on a real historical event that took place. Who knows, though? I don't know. Um, that was great. Thank you so much for reminding mm-hmm. me of that. Because so sorry to interrupt. No, it will haunt me till the end of time. Um, <laughs> so my conspiracy theory is that the Titanic never actually sank, and that it was switched with another ship. So some background on the Titanic, in case those of you, in case those of you, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm so excited to talk about your face. You're like your fists are clenched around your paper. Amazing, Uh, so fun. Um, a lot of people died. The RMS Titanic was the world's largest and most luxurious ocean liner, and also the reason why I will never go on a cruise. Fun fact, one time my friend Julie was telling me about how wonderful cruises are, and she was telling me about this one that she went on, and she's like, it was the world's largest ship at the time, and I was like, cool, so was the Titanic when it sank. So, anyway. Also, I am also large and luxurious. So We have so much in common. There you go. Um, it was operated by the White Star Line. It cost 1.15 million pounds to build, which would be approximately 144.5 million dollars in today's monies, which is a lot. Not as much as the Denver Airport, though. No, I don't uh, think anything is as much as the Denver Airport. Imagine uh, how much money had to go into Lucifer. Lucifer, he does not come cheap, he honey. Does not. Uh, its maiden voyage began on April 10th, 1912 in Southampton, and it was bound for New York City. Baby. Uh, at 11.40pm on April 14th, 1912, Titanic hit an iceberg, and it sank on April 15th, 1912, approximately two hours and 40 minutes after the initial collision. Um, of the ship's approximate 2,224 passengers and crew, 1,500 were killed. So, that's a bummer. Um, that definitely just not great. Oh man! Oh man! That's that's really bad. Um, so the Titanic was one of three Olympic class ocean liners built at the Harland and Wolf shipyards in Belfast, Ireland, 
the other two being the RMS Britannic and the RMS Olympic. Keep that in Those mind. Are, yeah, my other faves. Right? I know. And they're like, mm, top three. Yeah. Um, the Olympic was launched a year before the Titanic, and within months of its launch in 1911, it had two serious collisions, the second causing serious structural damage to the Olympic's keel and steel beams. Steel so, beams. Yeah. <laughs> Jet fuel cannot <laughs> melt steel beams. Um, so, like, these ships, I swear to God, were, like, all cursed. <laughs> like, they all had, like, yeah. bad stuff going on. Um, so, some authors have suggested that the damage to the Olympic was more serious than admitted, and that it was virtually a write-off. Uh, repairs to the Olympic would have cost millions of pounds, which would have caused trouble for the White Star Line, which was already facing a potential financial disaster. So, here's the gag. Um, <laughs> could White Star and its owner, J.P. Morgan, have devised an insurance scam to try and salvage their investment in the Olympic line? <laughs> uh, the theory is that the Olympic would be swapped at the Titanic and sunk in a staged accident. Oh my god. The Titanic, now disguised as the Olympic, would then carry on in service. The two ships were essentially identical, save for some minor differences, and were docked beside each other. Uh, the scam would require nothing more than swapping a few nameplates and plaques. So, get into some it, evidence. <laughs> Back so, it up. Some Back evidence to support this theory. Um, the Olympic had 16 portholes and the Titanic had 14. Photographs taken of the Titanic in the dock show it with 14 portholes, oh. but by the time of its maiden voyage, it had 16, oh. just like the Olympic. Oh. Uh, the windows on the Olympic were unevenly spaced, whereas the windows on the Titanic were evenly spaced. Again, by the time the Titanic set sail, it had unevenly spaced windows yeah. like the Olympic. Um, evidence number two. The damage to the Olympic after one of its collisions caused a noticeable and permanent two-degree list to port, so it was, like, angled slightly. Uh, the damaged, uh, the undamaged Titanic had no such list. However, mm. Lawrence Beasley, a second-class passenger... That's a cons- great name. Right? Also. There's a few good names in both of my conspiracies. I'm just like, well done. <laughs> um, uh, Lawrence Beasley, a second-class passenger who survived the sinking, reported that the Titanic did, in fact, list to port. Um, and he was considered a reliable observer because he was, like, a science teacher. Yeah. So they're like, if anyone knows about angles, it's, it's this, this guy. guy. So, Interesting. Um, evidence number three, there was a nationwide coal strike during the launch of the Titanic, leading to thousands of firemen, boiler stokers, and greasers to be short of work. (laughs) Despite this, the Titanic struggled to find a crew, with many men refusing to work on the ship at any price. Rumors were circulating amongst the workers at Harland and Wolf that the ships had been swapped as part of an insurance Uh... scam, and Titanic was to be sunk. Despite the hype that surrounded the launch of the Titanic, it was only just over half full when it left Southampton. Uh, so did White Star want to minimize the number of passengers because it intended to sink the ship? Or had rumors of the insurance scam spread outside the shipyards? Mm. Some questions to consider. It's getting shifty. Moving on to some more evidence. J.P. Morgan, the international financier who owned <laughs> the White Star's parent company, was supposed to travel on the Titanic but cancelled his trip a few days before the departure claiming illness yeah mm-hmm. however morgan was seen with his mistress in france on the day the day the titanic sank <laughs> appearing to be perfectly fine yeah uh industrialist henry clay frick and his wife frick right there it is <laughs> banker horace j harding horace <laughs> and billionaire george washington vanderbilt <laughs> all connected to morgan were amongst several other prominent figures who canceled at the last minute Last minute cancellation cancellations. Cancels. Last minute cancellations from high profile passengers might suggest that they had some sort of knowledge about the fate of the mm. ship. No. Uh more evidence. It just keeps coming. It's so much evidence. The SS Californian, who uh, which was also owned by JP Morgan, was a large passenger ship that was ultimately blamed for the loss of life on the Titanic. Mm. This part was really interesting to me. I'm not gonna like as I was doing this, I was like, oh damn, they did switch the I ship. I know, that's how I am right now. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I believe it. Um, <laughs> I fully back this conspiracy theory. So the behavior of the SS Californian uh, was odd around the time of the Titanic's voyage. It carried no passengers and it steamed into the middle of the Atlantic, stopping and waiting. Uh, the only cargo it had was 3,000 woolen blankets and sweaters. Mm. Um, this leads some people to wonder if the Californian was supposed to rescue the Titanic's passengers after the deliberate sinking. Because there were like yeah. 2,200-ish passengers and they had like 3,000 blankets and stuff. It just seems yeah. a little strange. 
Um, Edith Russell, a survivor of the Titanic, was adamant that the Titanic officers assured her the Californian was on its way as uh, the Titanic was sinking. And author Robin Gardner suggests that a navigational error led to the Californian uh, stopping in the wrong area approximately 12 miles away from the Titanic. Oh, no. So they fucked up. Um, There's also some more evidence. So the wreck of the Titanic was discovered in 1985 by Robert Ballad, and some evidence from the wreck supports the switch theory. The ID number used for the Titanic at Harland and Wolfe can be seen on the Titanic's propeller. However, some authors have suggested that the Titanic propeller propeller was fitted to the Olympics during its repair. Mm, so they just like swapped swap, propellers. Yeah. Um, and then the letters M and P can be seen on the side of the wreck, potentially the remains of the ship's original nameplate. Uh, M and P are not in the word Titanic. No. Um, and then the wreck appears to show some evidence of the gray paint used as an undercoat on the Olympic. However, the Titanic oh, used black oh. paint for its undercoat. Oh. I'm not saying I believe this, but like I 100% believe, believe this it. and no one can convince me otherwise now. <laughs> so there's a little bit more evidence and then we'll get into the reasons why this would not be possible theoretically. No. Um, <laughs> so... Sorry, I just said that you won't be convinced. <laughs> I just stopped. Um, okay, so insurance scams and maritime fraud were common at the time of the Titanic sinking. <laughs> so maritime fraud, very I popular. Love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, it seems unlikely that such a scam could be pulled off today, but the lack of media coverage in 1912 makes it more plausible. Only one film survives of the Titanic, and the photo record is extremely scarce. Um, with the two ships being nearly identical, it is argued that the average person would never have been able to spot the swap. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's like two giant ships. Like, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, no one's, like, paying that. Cl- like, not. No one's, like, like that now? one has 16 portholes and that one only has 14. Like, like now when there was something giant that happens, yeah. like, people are going to look at the details. But then they'd be like, a boat. Cool. Right? <laughs> it's like, think of, like, what a huge catastrophe that was. Like, there's no way this would go, like, so uninvestigated. Okay. So now that we've completely convinced all of you yeah, that the I'm Titanic convinced. didn't actually sink and it was the Olympic, um, here's some evidence that um, kind of goes against no, the whole I don't want I don't want to hear it. Thank you. So although the wreck of the Titanic found in 1985 provided some evidence in favor of the swap theory, more emerged that suggests the ship found really was the Titanic. Uh, so Titanic's ID number was uh, 401 and it was stamped in multiple places on the wreck and on furniture and other artifacts so it doesn't really seem likely that they would swap like all the like decor and furniture and stuff like I it guess. seems a little elaborate also um while the two ships were superficially alike there were several important structural differences so the first class a deck on the titanic was enclosed in a glass screen but was open on the olympic and the Titanic's wheelhouse was flat at the front where the Olympics was curved. Mm. And then the Olympics B deck had a first class promenade, but the Titanic had a private. Promenade. I love that. <laughs> I know, it's, it's such so a good word. to say. Um, but the Titanic had private verandas and suites. So, I mean, just some major key structural differences. Um, no, sorry, I still believe that it was a. Uh... A, pl- a plant? A replacement? <laughs> a plant? <laughs> um, skeptics of the swap theory have pointed out that even if an insurance scam made financial sense to the White Star Line, the loss of reputation they would suffer if one of their vessels sunk would be <laughs> devastating. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, losing the Titanic on its maiden voyage would lead to a loss of confidence in the company, and the whole intention behind the Olympic uh, class liners was to like, attract rich people mm. and like offer them, like, Luxury, like people, you'll die, and like, yeah. and stuff like that. So, image was obviously paramount, and a sinking would prove to be a catastrophe. Yeah, for the company. Um, I guess that also makes sense. I mean, I guess. Uh, so the Titanic was also infamously described as unsinkable, um, which is really unfortunate. It's like a super like bold thing to say, <laughs> and it's just like, of course, this would happen if you're calling it unsinkable. I just like, feel like really that's where like the Arrested Development narrator would come on yeah. and be like. It was what? not unsinkable. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, while it obviously, that proved to be incorrect, only a freak set of circumstances managed to sink it, and it seems impossible that someone could engineer something so complex mm. for, like, a scam. Um, not to mention that if the plan had been discovered, the perpetrators would have been blamed for the deaths of 1,500 people. Yeah. And perhaps could have been charged with murder. Mm. 
So last but not least, oh, a amazing. We're just gonna turn you off. Shush, shush. Um, the Olympic continued to serve for many years. It acted as a troop transport in World War One and resumed service as a luxury liner in the twenties and thirties before being retired in 1935. In all that time, no evidence that the ship really was the Titanic ever dis- like was ever discovered. Mm. And even when it was dismantled in 1936, there was no indication that the ship was anything other than the Olympic. I still don't trust it. Something fishy happened. I feel like I feel like I could ignore all of the evidence, but the Californian thing really gets me. The ca- yeah. Like maybe partway through their voyage, they were like we're running into some like technical difficulties <laughs> down below. Like there's something happening, and they like got them to like that's fishy, and that the M and P right like, that's like that's not in Titanic or like anything else. I on know. It. Would it be like no? I mean, it was like the whatever RMS Titanic. Like I don't know. So it's like a little sketchy, but I'm yeah. just like, why would you have this boat that was like whatever, like owned by the same company or something? Yeah, it was owned by yeah. JP Morgan. With, like, the right amount of blankets and, like, sweaters for people. Just hanging out in the middle of the ocean. And it was, like, I know it was, like, the wrong coordinates, but it was, like, only 12 miles away from where yeah. the Titanic was. So it was just, like, kind of fishy. Um, but then at the same time, it's, like, how could they have really mastermind, like, running? Like, yeah. the way that the Titanic sank is, like, the most bananas thing. So it's, like, I really don't think they could have, like, foreseen, like, we're gonna run into this iceberg at just the right angle. Yeah. We're already going to be going, like, way too fast that we can't possibly miss it. And it's going to puncture us just right. Like, it's just, yeah. it's bananas, but also maybe I they have that it. signed teacher on the case. Exactly. Let's get... He knows his angles. Lawrence Beasley in the mix. Beasley knows his angles. So that's my conspiracy theory about how the Titanic never really sank. That was very entertaining. I thought so. Like... I have a lot of questions. I do too. I'm gonna watch a ton of YouTube videos right? about the Titanic. Oh yeah, I got my information for that one um, from a website called The Unredacted, um, and it's Titanic Conspiracy: The Ship That Never Sank. Um, and it was what published. a good title. Yeah, and it was published on January 30th, 2018. So that's where I got all my information with a couple of things I fact checked on Wikipedia. I love that. <laughs> Because they were, like, t- like they were like saying all this, and I'm like, is any of this real? So then I like, had to, like, look it up, and I was yeah. like, oh, those were real ships, and that actually did happen. Okay. Wow. That was really good. Thanks. Well done, friend. Mm-hmm. Now, my second conspiracy theory is quite short, <laughs> because there's really nothing to prove it. But it's such but, a good um, one. It's, it's just, you know, that Avril Lavigne is dead and was replaced with a clone slash a body double there's people are saying clones some yeah. places some people are saying it's a specific person named melissa i think it yeah. is we'll yeah. make a poll you can vote is it a clone or a body <laughs> double you decide <laughs> okay so this conspiracy theory was started by a brazilian avril lavigne fan page and the theory is that in 2002 the pressure of avril lavigne's fame was getting too much for her so she hired a body double called melissa sure Shortly after she began working on her second album, Avril apparently fell into a depression and was found dead in her home by her record company. The company then began using Melissa as the real Avril, who then apparently begins leaking details of Avril's death via song lyrics, (laughs) album booklets, and promo materials, including clothing. Everywhere said including clothing, and I didn't see any of the clothing that it was apparently including, so would love to know. Um, The theory alleges that Avril died in 2003 at the age of 19, a year after the release of her debut album, Let Go. Her second album, Under My Skin, was released in 2004, and the blogger insists that the title is very suggestive of the truth. They also claim that the album's title means... Oh my god! Jesus Christ, everyone. <laughs> the album's title means the new Avril Lavigne is living under the skin of the actual Avril Lavigne. Obviously, that's what it means. Yeah. I, I really don't know how else that could be interpreted. No, there's really only one Other way, than she's it. dead and there's a clone living her life. Yeah. I, it's very clear to me. But it could not be more clear. Let's move on. <laughs> um... 
Note the name Avril Lavigne is written in black, representing mourning. <laughs> but and she was a punk. <laughs> he did, she did ballet. What more can I say? Um, uh, <laughs> the new Levine is in black with a red cross on his shoulder. What about the Lil Levine? Lil, you know what? <laughs> we all made mistakes. We all had interesting email addresses. I know. It's fine. Um, the name under my skin is red. <laughs> the, <laughs> the colors on the cover seem to suggest mourning and blood. I, uh, I mean, I guess. Sure. Also, this was apparently the big, like, clue that everyone the got, like, <laughs> hyped over. Yeah. Is her lyrics became darker. On my happy ending, she sings the following words. In a city so dead, so high hanging, in such a fragile rope. Then she falls it up. With this line on a different song. Oh, okay. So not really following it up, but that's fine. Um, the truth comes to me and I'm living a lie. <laughs> when you compare it to her first album lyrics, such as Skater Boy, they are far moodier, is what this theory said. I mean, yeah, she was maturing as a person and wanting to write about darker subject matter. And, and she's getting gearing up to sing that kitty song you know it takes a lot out of you oh my god um, <laughs> oh my god what was that song first that i could never remember I don't, the words I don't to but she has the boom box <laughs> something playing our song oh as you see we still can't remember we stan avril lavigne we stan just before the album came out in 2004, band member and close friend Evan Tobinfield cool. left the group. He addressed this in a duet with Avril called The Best Years of Our Lives so with great. the line, I never thought I would lose my best friend, which the blog suggests means he must have known that it was the new Avril and not the old one. Uh. Um, there's also, this was another thing that is, like, the most recent uh -huh. bit of evidence. <laughs> is that in a video, like, some interview, she was questioned about if she was a clone or not. And she doesn't speak. And then she kind of stutters. And then she kind of shuts down. And they're like, a clone would do exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> like, it's not weird that you just ask someone if they were a clone. Like, somebody's just supposed to have, like, a well-prepared answer for As that. As a matter of fact, John, I am not. Like, what? I am not a clone. Say it out loud. Say clone. it. Not a clone. And that's oh really, God. that's it for the Avril said one. I love, I think my, like, what I love about conspiracies, conspiracy theories the most is that, like, they will Let take... Let me find pictures while you're saying this, too. too. They'll take, like, something, and instead of jumping to the most obvious conclusion, it's like, oh, it's pink. That must mean she likes pink. They'll be like, pink actually symbolize. And, like, they'll just, they'll pick the weirdest, most obscure reasoning, and it's just so funny. They did, um, <laughs> the very, like, um, Eleanor is not oh, a real person Eleanor. thing. Where they, like, circle parts of her face yeah. and are like, in this picture, it's different. I'm like, yeah, it has nothing to do with, like, aging. Or makeup. No. No. Or, like, surgery or She's anything that could happen. Where is this picture? There we go. These pictures of her throughout the years. It's very obviously the same And person. they, like, circle the space in between her, like, the bridge of her nose. <laughs> because it gets smaller. And I'm like, oh, okay. She very obviously she like, looks the same. She was like 13 in that exactly. first picture. I'm like, she went through puberty. Like, that changes your face quite a bit. She also could have gotten a nose job. I think she might have. That's fine. Like, I, I, I don't know. People are really too much. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Perhaps she was getting tired and got a body double. I don't doubt that people do that. Sure. Like, if I was famous and didn't want to do something, I would find someone like me to send them yeah if i could do that now i would i would 
So, like, I don't doubt that that maybe happened, but it's, like, she's not dead. Like, she's very obviously out there doing things. You can't just, like... Marrying Chad Kroger. You can't just, like... Somebody can't die and you can't just hide that forever and, like, send somebody out in their place. Like, that's not how life works. No. And also, like, if you look at her teeth... Yeah. It's the same the whole time. Like, she has, like, pointy teeth. And that's, like, an extra mile. (laughs) Like, they would... They take. got the clone's teeth shaved down to look just like, like Avril's. It's a lot. Like, that's just it's her just, getting older. It's the same version, like, 20 years later. Yeah. I really enjoy that theory because it's just really bonkers and people believe it wholeheartedly. It's really, really great. I love it a lot. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. My second conspiracy theory is, uh, is Queen Elizabeth II a cannibal? Yes. <laughs> done that's it (laughs) it's a fact thank you for coming um so just some background on queen elizabeth ii uh she has ruled for 65 years she has ruled (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's happening queen elizabeth rules Rules. xd she has outlasted 13 prime ministers and 12 u.s presidents she has traveled 1 million miles on official visits to 106 countries and at the age of 91, she still conducts 330 official engagements a year. Yes, mama. So, like, the devil works hard, but Queen Elizabeth II works harder, honey. Um, so, let's get into the evidence, shall we? Uh, this is where another great name comes up, oh my God, so yes. keep an ear out. Um, <laughs> I will. Cultural philosopher Hubert Humdinger. No, it is not. <laughs> that is not his name. Hubert Humdinger Humdinger. met the queen in 1973 and published an article describing how she was, quote unquote, packed with more energy than the sun. (laughs) Can't relate. Humdinger went on to explain that she, quote unquote, must eat human flesh to be so vivacious as there is an immense amount of spiritual energy in human muscle. Pause. Sure. Just a quick pause. I think he eats people. I'm shifting the conspiracy theory. No one who doesn't eat people is like, I know for a fact that she must have her energy from human meat. You know there's how so human much, meat gives you so much energy? There's just so much in there. Like, sir, humdinger. If you're Mr. Humdinger, if, if you're, you're nasty, nasty, you might be. You're eating people. Sounds a little gross. Uh, so Humdinger is not alone in his claims as financial analyst Jim Willie, which like would you <laughs> would you trust a financial analyst named Jim Willie? Mr. Willie. I've come to you today. Like to discuss my finances. Also, like, why is a financial analyst commenting on this? But uh Mr. Jim Willie believes that the Queen is a child killing Satanist. Cool. He's a reputable we source, love. I'm sure. Um and a man named William Combs claims to have witnessed the Queen kidnap ten children from a residential school in 1964. Okay. I just, again, want to comment, like, his name was kind of a letdown after those ones. I'm sorry, I know. But, um, wow. What a claim to make. That's a lot. It's a lot. A lot he was also, I actually didn't write this in, but he was, um, a, he was, like, mysterious. Like, he died mysteriously. Huh. Um, like, before he was, like, gonna go, like, knew testify. Yeah, yeah, like, it goes all the way to the top, you know? Um. I do. So does Melissa. April's doppelganger. Um, also, an anonymous soldier on duty at Windsor Castle in the 1970s. Jesus. Oh my God. Um, an anonymous soldier on duty at Windsor Castle in the 1970s claims he found a secret freezer that was filled with human body parts. Okay. Uh, it might belong to Mr. Humdinger. <laughs> but, proceed. Uh, conspiracy theorists say that this is proof that Queen Elizabeth, her husband Prince Philip, and perhaps the entire royal family consume people to prolong their own existence beyond the natural limits of the human body. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's really <laughs> chill. Like dope. Yeah. So, uh, lecturer Louise Noble, historian Dr. Richard Sugg, and anthropologist Sorry. Beth Conklin, which I just <laughs> thought was delightful, Conk. Um, have all researched how Europeans in both the Old and New Worlds ate human remains for medicinal New World, purposes. New World Order. It all goes back to the <laughs> Illuminati, or whatever. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, ate human remains for medicinal purposes, a practice which was known as corpse medicine. Catchy. <laughs> I practice corpse medicine. I have my PhD <laughs> in corpse medicine. Um, corpse medicine was popular amongst <laughs> British royalty. Queen Mary and William III took potions containing human skull. Mm. These remedies Yum. were made using the ground body parts of Egyptian mummies, which were supplied by an illegal grave robbing industry. <laughs> Love that. And blood from executed criminals. Oh, great. Which is like... <laughs> seems like a great way to get, like, hepatitis. Right? You know? Like, I mean, like, I think there are a lot of reasons why, like, people, like, back then yeah. didn't live very long. Because they Maybe were just they like, didn't. let's drink this blood. <laughs> That seems chill. Like, you can't that. will make me that. feel better. Let's That's stick leeches on me. So gross. Ugh. They didn't bathe. There's a lot they going on. They drank blood. Like, that's repulsive. These are our ancestors. They flung their feces out of windows. They're just like, oh, I just shit. Let me just throw that out the window. Surely morning, that won't Tom. cause problems. Watch out. Um, ba 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 ba. Uh, even Charles the First Blood <laughs> was mopped up by the crowd when he was beheaded because his royal spirit was believed to have healing powers. Gross. Mop it up. <laughs> <laughs> they did, but they wanted it. They didn't think it was gross. Um, the last recorded uses of corpse medicine are from the mid-1800s, and it is not known whether any of Queen Elizabeth II's grandparents were involved. <laughs> I feel um, like they might have been. Might have been. Uh, conspiracy theorists say Elizabeth gets away with murder and cannibalism because she is the queen and authorities won't touch her. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're wrong. I mean, like, they certainly have a point there. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna, like, debunk this real quick Get because this it. is a bananas conspiracy theory that no one would ever believe. <laughs> I just slowly shrink like, down. Oh, like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. That's, it's so stupid. People definitely wouldn't believe that closes all my tabs where I'm <laughs> writing these articles. It's crazy. So, just right off the bat, the report of the anonymous soldier who found the freezer full of body parts seemed to have been invented by an equally as anonymous <laughs> visitor to an online forum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seems right. Just, it's a little fake. Also... Our man, Hubert Humdinger, the main source of the theory, may never have existed. <laughs> My world has been shattered. I know. Humdinger isn't real. I feel like this is the real conspiracy theory. So none of his 367 purported writings survived, and there is no record of his life, let alone his 1973 article in which he accuses the queen of being a cannibal. But like... Maybe they tried to, like, they killed him and Maybe. they, like, got rid of all of the evidence of him ever existing. It seems that Humdinger was the creation of a satire writer named Adam Michael Lubke. Good job, Lubke. <laughs> um, and reports of Canadian and British children being kidnapped by the Queen have no historical proof either, only unsupported witness statements. So that's the really quick and easily debunked theory that Queen Elizabeth II is a cannibal. But if you have further evidence that you'd like to bring forward, I would be so excited to hear it. I just feel, like, betrayed, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. That Humdinger is not real. Is not real. Um, I think he'll always be real in our hearts, though. I think so. I might cry. <laughs> it's just a lot to take in at this moment. Well, I know. It's like... It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. at all. <laughs> and I mean, like, he came into our lives so quickly and left just as quickly. Um, you he, know. He definitely ate people. He definitely ate people. And I think all we can do to carry on his legacy is continue to eat people. Let's do some corpse medicine Let's right now. Let's fucking get into it. Um, so for those of you wondering where I got that, um, brilliant information from, <laughs> it's from a website called All Time Conspiracies, and it's called Is the Queen of England a Cannibal? And it was published on January 19th, 2018. So you can go check that out. Check it out. Um, I didn't do any really further research other than to look up that William Combs guy because I was like, they just like, they just put his name like in that article, <laughs> like as if like people should know who, like yeah. they described Humdinger as a cultural philosopher and Jim Willie as a financial analyst and then they're just like and William Combs and <laughs> you I was know like, him and I was like should I know who that is so I had to look him up and like he is a real person or was a real person it's fishy it is fishy died. 
someone's eating someone. That's what's happening. There's body parts in someone's freezer. So. And that's words we all should live by. <laughs> um, I also got a couple of, like, quick... Quickies? Little conspiracy theories off of Reddit. Nice. So, I'm gonna start with this one, and it's the Idaho Theory. Ooh. By Reddit user Jamio. Jamio. Jamio, Jamio. Wherefore art thou Jamio? Okay. Their theory <laughs> is that nobody actually lives in Idaho, or that the state doesn't even exist, okay. and the government pays people to say they're from Idaho. I love that. This theory, this is written by them, it says, It cracks me up because I was born in Idaho and lived there until I was 13. When I was young, I used to hate living there because it was a boring state, and now there's a whole conspiracy theory about it. That's so great. Like, that conspiracy theory was just, like, made up by somebody who hates Idaho. They're like, it doesn't even exist. It's not even real. Not even a real place. It sucks so much that it doesn't even exist. Get it? You don't understand, Mom. Get it? It's called satire, Mom. Look it up. Get Debbie Ryan to explain it to you. Another one is by Reddit user Attempted Effort. Me. It says... Aliens have visited Earth, and maybe because there is so little intelligent life, drag us, um, out there they came to stop us from destroying ourselves. Look at the timeline of alien sightings, and it's all very close with nuclear wars. Girl. Like, the threat of, like, a nuclear war. There's, like, all these alien spottings. Maybe they should have come before Trump was elected and helped us out with that one. Like, aliens. Because people Just couldn't saying. be trusted to um, make the right decisions on their own. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much. The world is burning and we're all dying, but... <laughs> and it's your fault if you voted or didn't vote. Let's if you party. Didn't or if you voted for someone independent. Anyways. It's a two-party system. <laughs> you can't vote for a third party. It doesn't Not work that way. Works. Thank you. This has been Musical Interlude about American politics by two Canadians. Thanks for joining us. Okay, another one. By Reddit user Heavy Dishungry. <laughs> Heavy Dishungry. Dishungry. I don't know. Perhaps I'm reading it wrong. Who knows? I think you're reading it right. Um, It's about Mr. Rogers. As a kid, it bothered me that Mr. Rogers would go home change his sweater and shoes, feed the fish, collect the mail, change, and leave again, all within 30 minutes. These seemed the actions of a man with something to hide. Are you okay? Sorry, I thought there was a hair in my mouth. Oh. I thought you were just getting really upset about Mr. Rogers. I'm so upset. No, please continue. Don't be distracted by me. (laughs) This seemed the actions of a man with something to hide. As an adult, it makes perfect sense. It wasn't his house. Mr. Rogers would appear, put on the resident's clothing to fool the mailman, steal the mail, and then leave. Mr. Rogers! That's fucked up. Right? I thought they were gonna say that he was, like, killing people. I know, I wanted, I want more, I want, like, a full... Right? Spill the tea on Mr. Rogers. Dishungry. Dishungry. Then this one, which is very wholesome. Oh, yes. This is just so lovely. It's by Reddit user Cat Heater. Nice. My personal favorite is that there are no mountains, only tree stumps from ancient giant trees. It's wholesome, non-political, and visually compelling. It's absolutely ridiculous as well, but that's part of why I love it so much. Tree stumps from giant trees. Right? Isn't that lovely? Oh, it's I like so that. It's so wholesome. Aww. Isn't that great? so cute i'm gonna think of that every time i see a hill now i just i tried to look for like mandela effects like if there was new ones oh yeah but i can't like i feel like there's nothing really popping in the world with no. mandela effects like i feel like we've like gone through all of the ones that like yeah are real there was someone i forget it's not important because i forget exactly what it is so cool. there's no point in saying it but the berenstein bear is still freaks me out no so, that, it's berenstein it's not berenstein, berenstein. like Whoa. sounds fake but okay was that your my stomach, stomach decided i thought it was an to... airplane outside <laughs> no my stomach decided to chime in it's chili time bitch <laughs> bitch uh, the we are the champions lyrics that's no it's wrong it's wrong 
Um, did we do the Jif peanut butter one? It's Jiffy or something. Yeah, or it's, it's, it's people think it's Jiffy, but it's actually Jif. It's or, just Jif. But yeah. people thought it was Jiffy. There's just so many. I wish there was more that we could share with you. Yeah. I think I think the Berenstein one will like forever fuck me up. Yeah, I'm just, like, like I it was I don't understand. Berenstein. Like, yeah. And like Mandela, <laughs> that the whole effect oh, in like, general. Like I remember I swear to God, he was dead, and then he died again. And I was, I was like, like, wait, he was alive again? Maybe that's just me being ignorant. Definitely. Probably. 100% that. Absolutely. But, um, you know, we're just going to pretend that it's a conspiracy. Conspiracy. I really enjoyed both of yours a lot. I really enjoyed both of yours a lot. Thank you so that works so out well. much. The Denver airport is weird. Avril Lavigne is dead. Queen Elizabeth II is a cannibal, and the Titanic didn't really sink. Mountains are just tree stumps from giant trees. I love that. Isn't that so pure? That's such a nice one to end on. Right, just like a little <laughs> Not all conspiracy theories are bad, you guys. Some can just be cute and pure. Like us. Um oh, anything else? Um, as per usual, please give us a follow on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at honestlypod. And we're on facebook.com slash honestlypod. If you ever want to send us anything, like an email, uh, you can do that at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. If perhaps the next year we do our spectacular, you have some personal conspiracy theories, yes. send them to us. We would love to know. Absolutely. Also, um, next week will be week three of our spectacular, and we're going to be doing like creepy pasta reading like reading listener submissions yeah um so if you have like a spooky occurrence that has happened to you or like degrees of separation from like a serial killer or just, just like anything spooky did i talk about my degrees of separation from um the serial killer i think last we year? like touched on it but i don't think it was like because yeah. it was still pretty fresh so pretty fresh. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, so if you want to send something in for us to talk about next week on the podcast, please do so. Um, we also have a website um, where we post fun things and songs that we're currently listening to and our listener map. You can see where all of our yeah. listeners are from. Also, the PDF versions of our Honestly Apology uh, bingos are up. So we have the Apology Video bingo and we have the Written Statement Apology bingo. So you can go download those and participate yes the next time we play bingo you can play along with us um our website is the honestly slash home don't forget the slash home because it will lead you nowhere and we also have merch which can be found <laughs> the honestly podcast.threadless.com but it's just more convenient for you. We're just thinking of you if you go to the website previously well, mentioned. Well, because like, you're already going to be on the website looking at how fucking cool it is. And like the listener map. You just got to know where all those listens are popping up. <laughs> we have somebody who listens who's from Guam. We haven't ever talked about her before. You might not know her. Her name is Jasmine. She has a podcast called Jasmine and Nauseam. You should listen to we it. We talk about her constantly because... She's delightful. She's our favorite. And just warms the cockles of our hearts. <laughs> cockles is such a great word. Cockles. It's one that doesn't get used enough. I'm here to use. God bless you. Um. Yeah. So like, you're already on the website. So just like click the little merch tab and go look at our fucking awesome merch. We have shirts. We have sweatshirts. We have mugs. We have notebooks. I think there's a pillow in there. I think there's a pillow. That would actually For be really our, cute. Right? Our little faces on a pillow. Don't you want? want that in your lives we have a few different designs you can like take your pick you have like our like avatar ones with like our cute little faces we have the yikes hard lemonade or <laughs> yikes hard pass <laughs> yikes hard lemonade it's like a mike's hard lemonade but can. it's a yikes hard pass because yikes hard pass hard pass um so check that out also it means the world to us if you rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us, like, move up the charts that we are nowhere close to the top Just of. Just imagine, though, a world where we were moving on charts. Just imagine, like, new and noteworthy. Honestly, a podcast and you'd with be Zillian like, Logan. Hey, I listened to their garbage speaking like, for the last year. I'm just saying, like, if you can get us to, like... 
anywhere, just literally at the lowest, the lowest on the chart. If you can get it. So like when somebody types in like H-O-N into like Apple Podcasts, like maybe we're one of the top five results. Like that would be dope. That's all we're asking for. And just think, then you could be like, I know celebrities. <laughs> and we know that's what you want. And it's also what we want. Um, but it honestly is like so nice of people who have left us comments um, or left us reviews and rated us. Um, it's literally takes no time to just like leave a five star rating and it really does help it us. It does help and it's really nice. Um, and if you want to go above and beyond, you can write us a review. That would be really sweet also. Um, and if you do write us a review, then send it to us, like send a screenshot of it to us and you will get a limited edition Honestly Pod sticker. Baby. It's very cute. It's super cute. Um, our dear friend of the podcast, Kelsey J. Barnes. Kelsey J. I was waiting for you to do you it. You have to yell it. It's just long. Um, our dear friend Kelsey, uh, I sent her one recently. I sent her two recently, actually. Um, and she put it one of them. I can't talk. <laughs> I'm so verklempt with emotion. Um, she put one of them on her laptop, and we were in such good company with Harry Styles and wonderful stickers such as that. That's where we want to so, be. So, um, yeah. get a Write us a review and get a sticker and stick it somewhere uh, prominent in your life. Yeah. That's where we're going. We want to be on the charts and on a laptop next to Harry Styles. That's, I don't think our goals are really that ridiculous. I think you could probably help us. <laughs> I don't think it would kill you, okay? <laughs> we just start yelling and everyone who has subscribed. I don't know why we constantly have to nag you to review the podcast, okay? <sighs> just going full on mom. <laughs> anyway. Is that it? I think that's all. All right. Bye! Ooh, spooky! <laughs>